from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Welcome in, everyone. John Lee, Daddy in the Morning, here in Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM. Streaming online, com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today, Wednesday, September 9th, my son's first birthday today, so looking forward to that. John Gaffney coming up here soon, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines. Bo Bonner coming up in your second half hour. We're going to talk about miracles today. Uh, this is for your Catholic Truth and Beauty segment. Why does God allow miracles? But also, uh, why are some of them very strange in the Catholic Church? We're going to talk about incorruptible bodies today, and maybe later why they did corrupt. Dancing Sun, uh, as well as some others. So, uh, Bo Bonner will come up talk about why and how God shows his miraculous grace through some of the rather strange miracles over the history of the church. This will be a fun segment for our Catholic Truth and Beauty segment today. Uh, also on the show today, a uh, founder of a religious order, Catholic religious order, maybe beatified in May. I'll give you some of the details on that. And uh, Pope Francis's Wednesday general audience will try to comb over that if we get to it uh, in time. Mark Amadeo with your news in sports. Weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwell. We'll have your saint of the day coming up at the second half hour as well. Let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now, News and Sports. News and Sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy uh, Tuesday to you. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine this morning. Wednesday. Hard to believe. It. Yeah. A Wednesday? Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Let's see. I, I lost my days here. Yeah. Second Wednesday, Monday was yes, yesterday, Deacon Tony says, and then today is Wednesday. We skipped yeah, well, Tuesday I, this I, week. I, I skipped you guys yesterday, too. I had a little work business to take care of. Yes, in he the did. Morning, but... Uh, so today is Wednesday, yeah, September 9th. I, I apologize for that, <laughs> missing, missing that. Should, now, go ahead. John, it, today is the one-year birthday of your uh, your youngest, Anthony Isaac, if I remember right. Yes, you got and it. And where were you at when he was born? Mm, mm. I was uh, in Rome, Italy, uh, during mm-hmm. last that's, year that's at this time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about uh, 4 <laughs> o'clock, and I uh, got the call, and... Uh, we were FaceTiming, and uh, so I was able to mm-hmm. live it virtually. But yes, it was an interesting, interesting time in my life. You started virtual before uh, the country and the nations uh, started virtual back in uh, March. Yeah. Uh, you started it back a year ago. Uh, this date, uh, yep. congratulations. We were right outside St. Bartholomew Church, and I said, uh, "You guys are going to have to take this one by yourselves." So I, I had my assistant with me, and she let everyone in. And then uh, I stayed outside and watched the birth of my son being, uh, him being born. So that was, uh, that was it. You're a virtual dad. Yes. Virtually, I was I a virtual dad. Met him a few days later. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Anthony Isaac. Uh, another of the Leonetti clan that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Love yes. it. And uh, many blessings to him. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. 
So you're going to have the fire truck go through the neighborhood like they've been doing in ours. Uh, my, my cousin, who lives a few blocks from me, had the fire truck go through on Monday, yeah. Labor Day, because he turned, uh, he had a milestone birthday. So I, I just wondered if you had that same uh, same deal going. Well, we're going to stay in the graces of our neighbors, so I think we're going to pass on that right now. <laughs> the good graces. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I I figured in honor of his grandfather, who was a tremendous fireman oh, for yeah. the city of Urbandale, that you might have that lined up. But I guess being a virtual dad didn't didn't uh, yeah. get that. Yeah, maybe so, when he can remember it, we'll we'll try that. <laughs> I see. Yeah, I see. All right. Well, we're let's get right to it this morning from the WHO TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwall currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studio. We have uh, mostly cloudy skies, 47 degrees. It's cold, wet. We have some light rain in the area, and certainly this is drought relief. Uh, north northeast winds at 20 miles per hour, gusting up to 25 miles per hour this morning. Today it'll be more like yesterday. Uh, same old thing: cloudy, rain at times throughout the day. A high of 52 degrees here in central Iowa with northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, uh, mostly cloudy, a few showers lingering, an overnight low of 49 degrees. And then tomorrow, uh, cloudy, a chance of rain, a high of 60 degrees for your Thursday. Friday, partly cloudy throughout the day, a high of 66 degrees, although isolated showers are possible in the uh, late evening. And the weekend, not looking too bad. A chance of rain on Saturday, but dry on Sunday. Highs both days in the mid 70s. Well, in the news on this uh, Wednesday morning, uh, voters in several Des Moines metro school districts voted on a number of new projects yesterday. The Waukee School District got approval yesterday on a $205 million bond package uh, to build two middle schools, an elementary school, and more. 88% voted in favor uh, of their uh, bond approval. Voters in Southeast Post School District yesterday passed a $92 million bond package for several projects, including a 6th, 7th grade building and an elementary school building. 69% voted in favor there. And Bondurant and Sadell School District both passed $23 million bond packages uh, for their respective school districts. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Yesterday in high school girls swimming, 6th ranked Dowling on the road, and they went up to Mesa City and beat the uh, Mesa City Mohawks by a score of 81-17. High school volleyball yesterday, the number one ranked uh, Dowling volleyball team traveled to Omaha and took on uh, Marion, uh, the Marion Crusaders, and defeated Marion 3-1 to yesterday. So Dowling volleyball team now has won seven in a row. Their record improves to 8-1 and on the season. Yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were involved in National League. The Cubs defeated the Cincinnati Reds last night 3 nothing. The Cubs lead the Cardinals by three games in the National League Central. Milwaukee is now five and a half games back. In a doubleheader yesterday in interleague play, Minnesota took game one over St. Louis, seven to three. The Cardinals winning the nightcap six to four. And also in interleague play, Pittsburgh down the Chicago White Sox five to four. And Detroit down Milwaukee eight to three. American League play yesterday, Kansas City down the Cleveland Indians eight to six. In the American League Central now, Cleveland and the White Sox are tied for first place. The Twins are just a half game back. Today's Dowling Catholic Sports Calendar has boys golf. Dowling will be at the 10-team Ankeny Invitational this morning at the Otter Creek Golf Course in Ankeny, and they'll tee it off at 9 o'clock. High school football this Friday night right here on Iowa Catholic Radio, number one Dowling taking on Johnston, and our pregame show begins at 6.30. Kickoff 7 o'clock. We'll be uh, broadcasting from Johnston High School this Friday night here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Join me along with uh, Matt Mandring and John Chido for the call on Iowa Catholic Radio. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios here in Des Moines, cold and wet conditions, mostly cloudy skies, some light rain in the area, 47 degrees with 
a north-northeast wind at 20 miles per hour. We're seeing gusts up to 25 miles per hour at times. Today it will be cloudy, rain at times, and a high of 52 degrees with northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been Iowa Catholic Radio, news, weather, and sports on your Wednesday morning. John Leonetti Show coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Things are looking good this morning. Uh, no major delays, no accidents to pass along at this time. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Pope Francis uh, talking about his, uh, during his Wednesday general audience, um, the coronavirus, saying that uh, we need to promote the common good to heal the wounds that have wounded us from this virus. Uh, Not talking so much physically and what it's done to people, but talking about what it's done to um, us in our relationships, what it's done throughout the world. I mean, he says this this has had no... no, uh, you know, barrier at all. He says, quote, a virus that does not recognize barriers, borders, or cultural or political distinctions must be faced now with a love without barriers, borders, or distinctions. I really like that line. I'm going to repeat that again because I think that's a good one for us to think about. A virus that does not recognize barriers, borders, or cultural or political distinctions must be faced now with a love without barriers, borders, or distinctions. He says, love in the common good. Uh, This was the the title of it. But he says, this is what will heal society. Right here demonstrated within our very own church. A love without these these barriers and borders and cultural or political distinctions. Hmm. Especially today, huh? Heightened political uh, distinctions, dare I say, amongst us. Families, even. Love transforms that, passes through that. And it requires action. And the Pope talks about this. And of course, it, 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 this action is done in very different ways uh, for, you know, to each of us. And he gives an example a little bit later, and I want to uh, talk about that. But uh, by the way, there's, there's pictures of this. You can go to Catholic News Agency. Um, this is his second uh, Wednesday general audience since February. So that's virtually unheard of for a a pope, but obviously it took a pandemic to make it happen. Uh, But people are back now. Uh, Obviously, the crowds are not nearly as big as they normally are, but they still are rather, rather big. Everyone's wearing uh, face coverings there. And then he invites that he does not go up and touch the people. He stays a little bit of a distance uh, as he walks and still gives his blessing, um, but uh, then invites people to sit at their seats. So it looks a little bit different. The feel's obviously a little bit different, but uh, it looks like they're getting back to what they were they were doing before, which is always good. He says, quote, This crisis we are living in now due to the pandemic is affecting everyone. We will emerge from it better if we all seek the common good together. He said, but sadly, partisan interests can emerge. And he talks about 
many people that can just walk by those that are suffering in their families, maybe those that have lost their jobs, those uh, physically wounded by the virus, those who are alone now because of the virus. Um, He says, when we just pass by them, we become devotees of Pontius Pilate, washing our hands of others suffering. You know, are we tuned in to the sufferings of those around us? Are we willing to go there in whatever way, again, that God is calling us to go? He says, we do this even for our enemies. This love has no barriers. I would say it is even an art, the Pope says, but an art that can be learned and improved. True love that makes us fruitful and free is always expansive. And love is not only expansive, it is inclusive. This love cares, heals, and does good. What does the love that we practice in our life look like? It shows we care. It heals wounds in others' lives. Again, it could be, you got, he said you got to get creative here. It's an art. It could be a wound of isolation. Maybe calling someone and checking in on someone every day, great aunt, or someone that you otherwise haven't talked to in a long time that otherwise would be alone during this time. Something as simple as that. But something that calls us outside of ourselves. He gives a great example here. He said that he, um, before he met with the general audience, he spoke with and met with a married couple who asked for his prayers because they had a disabled child. He said that they had dedicated their whole lives to their son and suggested that uh, this was their example of love that they wanted to show to all, including their political adversaries. He says, the coronavirus is showing us that each person's true good is a common good, not only individual, but also uh, in communion, which is the church. If a person only seeks his or her own good, that person is egotistical. Instead, the person is kinder, nobler, when his or her own good is open to everyone when it is shared. And I like that example there. This is the way they were going to show God's love to the world was taking care of their disabled child. Those, those areas in our own life, and maybe those areas that we can anoint ourselves, maybe things that we otherwise have seen as burdens in our life, things that maybe we carry around with us, we can ask God for the grace to be seen now as light, as an example of self-sacrificial love. So the Pope does the kind of the philosophical, put your head in the clouds here, but we're the ones that got to really get that traction to make it work. You know, to put wheels on it here so we can move. He gives us again the framework of what this love can kind of look like, but we got to figure that out, what it is that God's calling us to, especially during this time as well. This is what the church always does. It goes to the gravest needs in society and it tries to heal there. John Gaffney coming up right after this, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines for his monthly segment. We're going to talk about uh, people that might need help if they're seeking for um, uh, fall or at-home catechesis in their families. We'll have John right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Daddy in the morning right here on this Wednesday. Thanks for being a part of the show today. Thanks to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Customer satisfaction, but that always comes first. Whether it be plumbing, heating, air conditioning services for nearly 20 years, Golden Rule 
One thing that uh, I really like about them is their technicians are trained in their in-home trading facility. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Thank you for supporting us here at Iowa Catholic Radio. GoldenRulePHC.com. That is GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Thank you, Blessed Be International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmentinternational.org. That's blessmentinternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Amazon Smile is a simple way to support Iowa Catholic Radio. When you are shopping on Amazon, consider shopping through Amazon Smile instead. When you do, you get all the same great deals, and your order will also help support Iowa Catholic Radio. All you need to do is choose Iowa Catholic Radio as your nonprofit to support when you first log in, and Amazon will do the rest. Every Amazon Smile order you make, Amazon will donate to Iowa Catholic Radio. Support Iowa Catholic Radio while you shop at smile.amazon.com. And thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show today, friends, here on this Wednesday, September 9th. Thanks to Bell Construction for underwriting the show. Dean, dear friend of mine, he's been underwriting the show now for a couple years. 30 years he's been in business. Residential re-roofs, light commercial jobs. Dean Bell, again, Residential Reroofs, 963-4494. Thanks for your support, Dean. 963-4494. Let's go to our next guest of the day, the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Diocese of Des Moines. On for his monthly segment, John Gaffney. Hey, John. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. Thanks for coming back on. Let's talk about your topic today, and that is really catechetical faith formation in the home. Things look a little bit different right now for uh, faith formation programs around the uh, around the diocese. I, I, are parishes just kind of uh, meeting in person? Are they all, all electronic? I mean, how's that working? You know, it's a great question, John. So most of our parishes have a hybrid model. 
So most of them are trying to gather in person. They are uh, a lot of them are delaying it a little bit later this month rather than starting. A lot of them usually start tonight, sure. Um, so that they can kind of see how are the schools doing and and uh, giving parents a little bit of breathing room. But a lot of them are trying to modify um, uh, gathering maybe every other week and then uh, having an in-home opportunity uh, every other week. But there are a number of virtual options, especially uh, with our friends in Altoona, St. Francis of Assisi, and St. Boniface. Uh, they have a wonderful virtual process that was developed by St. John and Paul and the St. Joseph Educational Center. So, um, so that's kind of what's happened in the Des Moines metro area and, uh, and a little bit further out as well. Yeah, well, you know, regardless, I think this is a good topic, regardless of people, if they're meeting in person or not, this is a good topic, John, because, you know, no matter what, our homes always, it is the domestic church. It should always be beacons, models of faith formation in the way in which we live our lives. And you really give some ways to really try to create that here. I see five or six here. Let's start with number one. That's a two-part solution. Yes. So prayer, yeah. uh, as, as I always, you and I have always bantered back and forth, you got to start that in prayer. And, and this one's a two-part solution. So, so the first one, I'm actually asking uh, our, our moms and dads out there to go outside of, of their own family at this point and seek help from their parish. Uh, so uh, if you look at the bulletin, you'll usually see a prayer chain or, or somebody who's in charge of the prayer life there uh, for the laity. Uh, call that person and say, hey, not only for me and my family, but for all the families who are asking, who who were we're uh, starting uh, being catechists and 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 living into the domestic church, can you set up a regular prayer from the church for us, and and let that one go? So that that's the first part of the solution. The second one is don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel or go out on the web and find prayer. Uh, you want to pray with your children and your teens. But your parish staff, your pastor, will have lots of prayers and prayer services that you can use with your children and teens. So lean on them and and let them send those to you and then start uh, praying with your children and teens. Maybe even share them with the children and teens and say, which one do you want to do this week? Yeah, intercessory prayer is so important. Uh, we have a friend that's making a big decision right now, and um, they came to us as a family to ask for our prayers. And last night was the first night that we um, we did just that. And it was just powerful for my family to be able to pray for this person in proper discernment, asking the Holy Spirit to come down upon them during this time, and um, really being intentional about that when, when um, people have asked us for prayers. It's something we've really gotten a lot better at over the years, frankly, but um, still something we're working on. But yes, intercessory prayer is so important for us. Uh, and the second part of this. The second, so number two is kind of attached to it, but in your home, you need to set up a prayer space. Yeah. Uh, it, it is so vital and not just something you take up, uh, and then put, uh, put away after the uh, session is over with. Keep that up all the time. And it doesn't have to be a completely, you know, a, a huge space, but it has to be, uh, intentional. And, and so here's what I always, um, uh, say is the basics for a prayer space. Uh, a crucifix a Bible, an image of Jesus and Mary, or a patron saint, and a candle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then teach the children and teens, why is this space so special? Um, why, why are you, uh, um, what can this space be here for? 
not only to remind us, but as a um, a- as an opportunity to remind us not only um, whose we are um, or who we are, but whose we are, and to go to Jesus um, uh, utilizing this prayer space, but then also to utilize that prayer space as the center um, of your catechetical session. Yeah, again, um, having a sacred space in the home is something that can just speak volumes without speaking volumes, um, especially even when people come over and see it, um, you know, knowing that this is a, a family that takes their faith seriously. Here's a kind of a mini, I don't want to say altar, but here's a space that uh, is dedicated to be able to help them grow spiritually um, and put it maybe somewhere that others are going to see. And I always say, you know, don't pray so that others see you pray, but uh, pray so that others see you pray. At times, mm-hmm. we need that model in our world today. Um, encouraging rituals. You talk about, uh, you know, we're obsessed with societal and empirical data, um, but uh, you say we need to encounter a little mystery as well. We do. Um, you know, sometimes we try and explain everything out, uh, and, and, and mom and dad can get into that same trap that some of our catechists and, and even young uh, priests get into, which is feeling like they have to explain everything. And and our faith is 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 mystery. It, it it's part of this encounter with God. And and part of the reason it's mystery is because we're continuing this faith journey. Uh we, you know, uh, you're you're celebrating the anniversary of the birth of your son. Um and as you and your wife continue to live that faith journey with your son and the rest of your children, um, God's grace and mercy continues to flow in, but do we have the uh, awareness to see God's grace and mercy? Rituals can help us with that, uh, and because what happens is it starts, um, it's kind of like a pair of glasses, it starts letting us be aware of God's um, uh, presence in, in and through our lives. And it can be just very simple things, uh, the, the attitude of gratitude by saying grace before meals, um, blessing your children and teens, uh, either at bed or before they go to school in the morning, um, reading the Bible, uh, reading the Bible as a family, but then um, seeing the children, having the children and teens see you as mom and dad reading the Bible. Um, and then, of course, during special seasons like Advent, lighting that Advent wreath, saying those prayers. Developing these rituals is a great way for, some, for a family that's not um, been terribly religious to easily enter into uh, a certain amount of religiosity. And finally, you say mercy experiences in the family, practicing those. Yeah, just exactly like you were talking about with your intercessionary prayer, and I'm going to tie it into what you were talking about with uh, Pope Francis when you said that he uh, is calling us outside of ourselves. Uh, These mercy experiences, so, so we talked about prayer, but then where does prayer take you? It should take you outside to the person or to the community right in front of you. So make sure you have these opportunities. A great you, you shared a great example earlier in our segment about intercessionary prayer for, for, a, for a family that's going through something difficult. Um, so how do you lean into these corporal and spiritual, spiritual works of mercy? Uh, easy formula, start with your own family. Maybe go to your neighborhood, your parish, um, your school. Um, where, where are those areas where God's uh, mercy needs to be working. And do something simple. Like you, you said, it's, it's our job to, to kind of put the wheels on, on the bus. Mm-hmm. So we've got the theology, we've got the, uh, our marching orders, but now we are God's army. So, 
So how are we going to, in very simple ways, share that, uh, that message of love and compassion for a world that sorely needs it. Yeah, don't overcomplicate this, friends, and that can be easy to do in the spiritual life. Uh, John Gaffney, Director of Evangelization and Catechesis, another great monthly segment. Anything coming up you want to promote to the diocese, uh, John? Well, you know, our big task right now, besides bringing everybody online, getting them uh, focused on, uh, on uh, faith formation in their parishes, is getting ready for the Christ Our Life Conference mm-hmm. coming up the end of this month. Uh, we're... Uh, uh, we're gathering the troops, getting things ready so that we can support the good work uh, that our friends do that uh, put this incredible event on for us. No doubt about it. John Gaffney. Hey, talk to you soon, brother. Thanks for coming on. Oh, God bless, John. All Bye-bye right. now. Uh, everyone, coming up second half hour, Bo Bonner for our Catholic Truth and Beauty monthly, uh, excuse me, weekly segment today. Uh, we're going to talk to Bo all about uh, miracles, especially some that are a little more mysterious, mysterious or strange. You know, dancing sun. Uh, bodies that incorrupt and then maybe later uh, are incorrupt and then maybe later decay. Uh, why God does and shows some of his miraculous mercies and uh, grace through some of these rather strange miracles, even Eucharistic miracles. So we'll have all that for you coming up uh, in the second half hour. I think this is going to be a good segment for us to really reflect on for the week. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on this Wednesday, September 9th. I don't even need to look at my calendar today. Thank you to, i got to look at my pages, though, uh, oh, Blessman International for underwriting the show. Dr. Jim and Beth Blessman, since 2001, started it and have been serving their friends there in Limpopo, South Africa, for a number of years now. Thank you for underwriting this show and the, uh, the teaming up here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Your support of us, and we certainly do support the great work you're doing to be able to feed the children and families there, and that's just a part of it. BlessmanInternational.org. That is BlessmanInternational.org. Father Andrew now with today's Gospel and reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Raising his eyes toward his disciples, Jesus said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven, for their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. But woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. The secular tends to emphasize vanity, in other words, pride, or at least inordinate concern for oneself as opposed to others. In this passage, Jesus exhorts his followers to focus on not just their own deeds and what they can obtain for themselves, to focus on what God has to offer them. It's the Christian view that recognizes and acknowledges us as God's dependence in him or who he is as our creator, sanctifier, and redeemer.
At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, our number one rule is the Golden Rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And there's no better time than now to be living it. This year has been one for the record books, and the hits just keep on coming. So at Golden Rule, we are doing what we can to help out yet again. Introducing our Golden Age Buyback Program. As your HVAC system reached the golden years of life, we will give you up to $1,500 to have it replaced. Everyone deserves the Golden Rule, and this is one way Golden Rule gives back to you. Go to GoldenRulePHC.com. Thank you to Bozen the Florist for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Florist. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. Thanks for joining me today, friends. Wednesday, September 9th, John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Bo Bonner for your Catholic Truth and Beauty segment. Coming up here soon, going to talk about God's strange miracles and the graces he gives to us in and through them. So we'll have uh, that for you coming up at about 7.45 today. We'll have your Saint of the Day. Yes, indeed. All right. And a rather popular one. And if I can get to it, uh, a... Man, founder of a religious order that is looking to be beatified next May. So I try to get to that story. We'll see if we get time for it. Otherwise, I'll move it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now. News and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy uh, Wednesday to you. I got it right this time. Happy birthday to your son, Anthony Isaac. I can't wait till he gets old enough to say, hey, Dad, where were you when I was born? Yeah, we're going to try to leave that one out for him, but uh, I'm sure that... Probably, oh no! Yeah, he'll, he'll, oh no! He'll find out sooner rather than later. We got Great Uncle Mark right here on the radio that'll remind yeah, oh him yeah. of that when he gets old enough. Oh yeah! Yeah, I, I'll tell him I was in Rome, Italy, <laughs> asking the Pope to pray for him. I'm getting as close to God as I can for you, son. All right, the Vicar oh, of Christ—that's awesome. that's the best I, I could do. Hard to believe a year ago you were in Rome while you're beautiful bride Teresa was laboring with your third child and uh and that's how that'll that's how it'll go in the book well I yeah it was a c-section it wasn't really laboring she woke up and uh and kind of went but I, I remember when we first heard about this now we <laughs> I were can't the, believe you just said that well yeah we were at the doctor and um he said you know you're gonna have to have this baby between this time and this time and I said well that's impossible doc I said I'm gonna be in Rome and he said well you have to find a new doctor and I thought oh great so um we ended up you know and teresa here i'm thinking she's going to be worried or nervous she just looks at the doctor okay you know this is what we got to do and i said you're not even upset like you could at least pretend you know to be upset at this but uh she you know she just handles things so much better than i do and uh yeah woke up went and um it was a very uh it was a very smooth process and i was praying to god for that and uh, he granted that mercy there and she was very healthy throughout the whole thing. Of course, you know, there's a lot of pain that goes with that afterwards a ton. But she, um, she's a champ. So and here we are a year later. 
I, uh, as I told her and many others have told her when, uh, before she married you, uh, Teresa, you will be on your path, if not sooner, yeah. sooner, if not later to sainthood. And she is. Yes. There's no doubt. And that's just one of the many examples of why. <laughs> well, celebrate uh, well today with, uh, Anthony, uh, a year old and, uh, look out more Leonetti's. That's Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. They're going to, that's right. He's a talker oh, too. So be careful. Yeah. He likes yeah. the sound of his own voice. I, I can't. I can't help but think that one day he's going to ask, Dad, why, where's the fire truck? Everybody mm-hmm. else gets a fire truck for their birthday in the neighborhood. Uh, where, where, do, do you know anybody on the fire department yeah. at Urbandale or wait was till you're on 20. the fire department? That's what I'm going to say. Wait till you're 20. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, celebrate well, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right. Right now from the WHO-TV 13 weather desk, a meteorologist Megan Selwalk currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios. Well, more of the same from yesterday, cold and wet. Mostly cloudy skies, light rain in the area, 47 degrees. A north-northeast wind at 20 miles per hour, gusts up to 25 miles per hour. It's going to feel like it's in the upper 30s, lower 40s today with the wind. As today we will see cloudy skies, rain at times, a high of 52 degrees. Northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight mostly cloudy, overnight low of 49 degrees. We will have a few showers lingering overnight. And then tomorrow cloudy, another chance of rain for your Thursday, a high of 60 degrees. And on football Friday, partly cloudy during the day, isolated showers possible by kickoff. High of 66 degrees, and the weekend not looking too bad. Highs in the mid-70s. There's a chance of rain on Saturday, but partly cloudy and dry, the forecast for Sunday. Well, in the news on this uh, Wednesday morning, well, voters in several Des Moines metro school districts voted on a number of new projects yesterday. Uh, the Waukee School District uh, got approval on a $205 million bond package yesterday to build two middle schools, an elementary school, and more. 88% voted in favor of their bond issue. Voters in Southeast Polk School District passed a $92 million bond package for several projects, including a 6th, 7th grade building and an elementary school building. 69% voted in favor of their bond package. And uh, other school districts, the Bond Rant Farrar and St. L School District, both passed $23 million bond packages. Uh, Bond packages yesterday required 60% approval in order to pass. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Yesterday in high school girls swimming, Dowling girls on the road at Mason City. The Maroons winning 81-17 in Mason City as the Dowling girls swim team ranked number six in uh, state swimming. And high school volleyball, well, Dowling girls ranked number one in Class 5A, and they took their uh, talents over to Omaha and took on a private school, Marion, uh, out of the uh, Omaha area. Area, and the Maroons winning 3-1 to one yesterday. Dowling now has won seven matches in, ro- in a row and improved their record to 8-1 and one on the season. Yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some Midwest teams that were involved. The Cubs defeated Cincinnati 3-0 at Wrigley Field last night, so the Cubs now extend their lead to three games over Milwaukee, or over St. Louis and five and a half games over Milwaukee in the National League Central. Interleague play yesterday, a doubleheader involving the Cardinals. Uh, Minnesota took game one, 7-3, while St. Louis down the Twins 6 to four in the nightcap. Other interleague games had Pittsburgh downing the Chicago White Sox five to four, while Detroit down Milwaukee eight to three. In the American League play, Kansas City down Cleveland eight to six. In the American League Central, Cleveland and the White Sox are tied for first place with the Minnesota Twins just a half game back. Today's Dowling Catholic Sports Calendar has Dowling Boys and Boys Golf at the 10-team Ankeny Invitational. Scheduled to uh, tee off at 9 o'clock this morning out at Honor Creek Golf Course in Ankeny. And don't forget, high school football again this Friday 
Friday night. It'll be week number three as Dowling on the road at Johnston. Our pregame coverage begins at 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock from Johnston High School. So join us for the call as number one Dowling taken on Johnston. Friday night here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Join Matt Mandry and John Scheidel and yours truly for the call here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have uh, cold and wet conditions, mostly cloudy skies, light rain in the area, 47 degrees, north-northeast wind at 20 miles per hour. We are seeing gusts up to 25 miles per hour. Tato, we'll see cloudy skies, rain at times, high of 52 degrees, northeast winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour throughout the day. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio. News, weather, and sports on your Wednesday morning. John Leonetti Show coming up. Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still looking good, accident-free, and no major delays to pass along. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken is a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today, saints sought freedom for all people. A reminder to work against injustices still present in the world today. St. Peter Claver today was born in Spain, but traveled to current-day Colombia, where he was ordained a priest. The port city where Peter was stationed was heavily visited by the slave trade. 10,000 slaves entered the port each year after crossing the Atlantic in conditions so foul and heinous and inhumane that it is estimated that a third died in transit. As soon as the ships were docked, Peter would be among the slaves, ministering to their illnesses, going on the boats themselves when others would say, don't do it, and the wounds that were spreading. He wanted to be a beacon of God's love and light. He reassured these men and women of their God-given human dignity. Over 40 years of this ministry, Father Claver baptized 300,000 men and women who were brought to Colombia to be sold as slaves. His apostolate extended beyond his care for slaves. He became a moral force, indeed the apostle of Cartagena. Despite the magistrate's discomfort at the work that Peter performed, he was always out among the slaves. He was out among the poor. He was out among the people. He would even sleep in their quarters when he was otherwise offered much more comfortable sleeping arrangements. St. Peter Claver. Pray for us. Amen. And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting the saint of the day. Uh, Yes, it is easy to put this stuff off, but we can't do it. We're talking about our families and taking care of them. 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. When we come back, we are going to be joined by Bo Bonner, talk about God's miraculous, uh, God's miracles, and some of the strange ones. Why he makes the sun dance. Uh, why he shows himself in the Eucharist, why he maybe leaves a body that incorrupts after death and maybe later corrupts. We'll talk to him all about it. Coming up, God's strange and miraculous grace right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Nettie, the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show today.
Thanks to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. Yes, a Catholic veteran-owned family with a team of people that make sure that you and they create a luscious landscape each and every time in all the families that they serve. Thank you. FiveSonsNatureScapes.com. That is FiveSonsNatureScapes.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Wednesday, September 9th. I'm Kelly Metro-Collins. There has been a rise over the past few weeks of phishing emails and texts to parish staff and parishioners posing as priests and even Bishop Johnson. These usually ask you to reply to an urgent email or text and then will result in the bad guy asking for gift cards, bank account information, and more. Please be aware that bishop and clergy will not communicate this way and ask you for gift cards or other monetary contributions. Please delete the email or text immediately if you see it. If you have questions, contact your parish or Greg Miller at the diocese. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference is coming up September 26th and 27th. You can be a part of this special event by either going in person or live streaming. Tickets are available for both. Organizers have extensive safety precautions in place and masks will be mandatory in all common areas. You're invited to grow in your faith by experiencing this powerful event. Go to ChristOurLifeIowa.com for details. If you're looking to deepen your faith this fall, then check out an exciting new small group program starting October 1st at Sacred Heart Parish in West Des Moines, available either in person or via Zoom. This new series is called The Search and will help you answer questions about what you seek, your purpose, and how to find true happiness. To learn more, visit the Sacred Heart website or call the parish. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app and iowacatholicradio.com. He's not dead, he's surely alive. He's living on the inside, like a lion. God's not dead. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Cents Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Cents Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thanks for joining me today, friends. John Lee in the morning, right here on this Wednesday. Let's go to our Catholic Truth and Beauty segment this morning with Bo Bonner. What's going on, Bo? Good morning, John. How are you? Doing just fine. We're talking about miracles and maybe even some strange miracles that uh, God has shown to us or given to us. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about miracles just in general. Um, why does God do miraculous things? Yeah, you know, this is something that modern... Uh, People who try to read into this, they might have sort of uh, easier dismissive answers, but the more you go back and look at, 
the ancient fathers and, and the Middle Ages, they really account for miracles as uh, one of the most uh, startling bits of proof that the, the faith is true. And you start to see that they break out reasons why this needs to be the case. On one hand, this shows God is the author of all creation, that if God is who we say he is in terms of not only power and might, but as the, the caring and loving creator of the universe, then the course of miracles that he's able to perform uh, throughout the scriptures attests to this fact. It's like every miracle is a reminder about where everything that we encounter in nature comes from. But then there is this idea of God making sure that miracles do uh, different things for different groups of people. Uh, for those who, throughout human history, that you know didn't get uh, the chance to learn to read or, or have many opportunities to go study their faith, and oftentimes I think we need to remember how much that is the vast majority of people of the faith. You know, miracles can affirm in a bodily reality that people can see about the truth of what's being claimed in the Christian faith. But then for people who do get a chance to read and maybe uh, study their, the Scripture, but also get into their own head and think that they're, you know, hot stuff because they've gotten this opportunity, it's always good to remember through miracles the sort of basic challenge of what's going on. You know, Christianity is not just a nice set of thoughts or beliefs or sort of a a 12-step plan. This is God in the flesh in Jesus Christ showing that he is not only the Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of the week, the Lord of the earth, the Lord of life and death. And so miracles afford all of those things to all sorts of different groups of people, and that's why I think they've been so important throughout time. There's a uh, news coming out of the Vatican that Father Francis Mary of the Cross Jordan, uh, he's the founder of the Salvatorians, is going to be beatified May 15, 2021, uh, in St. John Lateran. And, um, you know, I, I, uh, his cause was started in 1942. In 2011, Benedict XVI recognized his heroic virtues, declaring him venerable. Um, and the miracle that uh, the Vatican has, uh, has approved was in 2014, two lay members of the Salvatorians in Brazil prayed for Jordan to intercede for their unborn child who uh, was suffering in the womb from an incurable bone disease. Uh, the child was born completely healthy on September 8th, 2014. Um, this was the Feast of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which Jordan, uh, Father Jordan had a extreme uh, devotion to, uh, Our Lady. And it was also the anniversary of his death. So, I mean, sometimes God just opens up the floodgates and says, makes it about as clear as day here, um, uh, you know, his miraculous power. It's just beautiful. Yeah, um, the, when miracles decide to get um, done and who and for what, you know, each saint being asked for intercession, um, the stories are as unique as all of the different stories uh, of miracles in, in Scripture, whether they're performed by one of the prophets, our Lord, one of the apostles. Um, the sort of characterization and, and personalization that you can start to read into each of the miracles, which I think goes back to, again, why miracles are so important, but why they can be, maybe we, we call them weird, is because they reflect what, John? They reflect the Incarnation. And if the Incarnation is about how the ultimate spiritual being, God himself, can become flesh and bone and walk among us, the sort of personalization, uniqueness, the, the, the flesh that surrounds the bones of each miracle are going to, to demonstrate that. 
And so not only are they going to be, like, reflective of the personality, like you're saying, um, the, the the story just said about the, the, the blessed soon-to-be-a-saint, but that's why I think, you know, when people go, why are some of the miracles so weird or peculiar? Like, you know, why are we, why is it always stuff like, you know, incorrupt bodies? and Those are my favorites. Yeah. You know, the, the, what they start to show is the sort of uniqueness, the weirdness of, of fleshly life itself, but not only fleshly life, the fleshly life that is also our spiritual life. We are weird beings, John. We are both, you know, body and spirit living at this conjunction. So miracles, so to speak, point to that unique fact, the weirdness of it all. And I, I think that that's why they're mostly, before anything else, signs. You know, of course, everybody who has a miracle done to them eventually dies. So it's not that miracles are sort of like God's health care program. What they are is the signs of the kingdom, right? The reality that God not only reigns in some past or future, but now. And he reigns in our incarnated life, body and soul. Should we expect miracles? I mean, the church in some in some ways, uh, you can argue, kind of expects miracles to happen, right? I mean, we need to dig up this body to see if it's incorrupt. Oh, look, it is. Uh, surprise, surprise. I mean, you know, in a way, the church sometimes assumes miracles. Um, should we should we expect those in our own life, too? Do we not have enough faith when they don't occur? What's what's the deal on that? No, I think this is the crux of the matter, but it's a sort of thin line between uh, the virtuous and vicious way to look at this. Um, in pride, if we expect God to answer what I want, uh, if I'm selfish about it, if I act like God is a ca- cosmic Santa Claus, hmm. if miracles for me is just one more sort of way to manipulate reality to get my will, then no, we shouldn't, quote-unquote, expect miracles in that regard. But if we have childlike faith, we stop expecting specific miracles. We stop expecting to manipulate God and make Him do what I want. We stop acting like miracles are some sort of divine technology that I can use to make the world appear how I want it to appear, but instead we have childlike faith. God, you said when we need you that if we come with childlike faith, you will do something. I remember hearing uh, when I was thinking about converting, um, one of my Catholic friends was saying that, you know, the, the difference between superstition and childlike faith can be missed on people uh, they knew a group of nuns that one time they needed a van, and they were Josephite nuns, and so they put a matchbox car of a van in front of Joseph, and then uh, like two weeks later, someone donated a van. Ah. They were uh, walking around in New York, and they were lost, and then the, they were like, what are we going to do this before cell phones? And so one of the old nuns started asking the, the men walking by, is your name Joseph? Is your name Joseph? Is your name Joseph? Finally, someone's like, my name's Joseph. And they're like, we need to get to blank place. And the guy knew how to get there and gave mm-hmm. him directions. And you go, oh, is that some sort of magic superstition? And if you go like, oh, well, if they think that, that what they've figured out is a trick about how to short circuit or hot wire reality, they would be superstitious. But they have childlike faith in their founder, Joseph. That he cares for him, And it's just like a child that comes and asks a parent in all earnestness, you know, Mom and Dad, this is what I need, and you've always told me if I need something, so I'm coming to tell you now. And if we do that, then yes, those are the miracles we should expect. Yeah. What do we got coming up on your show? 
uh, Rebecca uh, Christian, who is a pro-life Catholic doula, who's going to talk about what it's like to be, so to speak, in the trenches of, you know, birth and motherhood uh, in the pro-life world and, and being a Catholic while doing so. Uh, that coming up this morning at 10 o'clock. You can check it out. The Uncommon Good with Dr. Bud Marr, Bo Bonner, uh, will be podcasted out. IowaCatholicRadio.com. Hit it out of the park again, Bo. Thanks, brother. God bless. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. That's Bo Bonner, everyone. Good stuff this morning here on this Wednesday, September 9th. We'll be back live in studio, the Mercy One studio tomorrow. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? May the blessing of God the Father come down upon all of us. Protect us from evil. And bring us to his everlasting life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I am John Lee Netty, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Here in this worn and weary land, where many a dream has died. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. Living water flowing through God, we thirst for more of you Fill our hearts and flood our souls With one desire Just to know you and to make you known Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.